I'm Marco Werman, and this is The World, a co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. This week marks the 20th anniversary of the ceremonial signing of the North American Free Trade Agreement, or NAFTA. It was a controversial trade deal from the start. Many argued NAFTA would bleed American jobs to Mexico. Others said it would create better jobs for Americans. Twenty years later, the impact NAFTA has had is still a matter of debate. Today, we consider the agreement's impact on two auto towns, one in the U.S., the other in Mexico. The world's Jason Margolis begins our coverage with the perspective of one retired auto worker in Ypsilanti, Michigan. Bob Bowen worked for the Ford Motor Company in Ypsilanti for 35 years assembling cars. He retired in 1994. Today, he lives in a modest house in the township of Ypsilanti. He collects a pension from Ford of $1,300 a month. He takes home another 1200 in Social Security. He's spending part of his retirement restoring a 1957 baby blue Ford Thunderbird. First car bought. How old were you? 18. <laughs> I asked Bowen if a yeah. young blue-collar worker starting at Ford years. today could afford to buy a new car like that. Not too many, no. Bowen compares his situation as a young man to that of his oldest grandson, 27-year-old Bobby. So he's... He's worked at Ford now for about eight years, and he's worked up to a pretty good pay grade. I think he's around 17 or 18 dollars an hour. That's the same hourly wage Bowen got 20 years ago. And his grandson has no pension, less generous health care benefits, and weaker job security. Bowen doesn't see how his grandson can achieve the same middle-class lifestyle he enjoyed in Ypsilanti. You're supposed to save up enough money to buy a home. You have to have a way to get to work, so that means you have to have a new car. Uh, So that's pretty expensive. You have to have insurance. It's expensive. You have to eat every day, contrary to what some conservatives think. And you have to save enough money so you can educate your children, if you have any children. Where's that money coming from? Bowen adds, forget about having enough money at the end of the month for your 401k. At least Bowen's grandson, Bobby, has a job here. Another grandson had to move to Kentucky to find work, and another one joined the military. In the late 1970s, some 20,000 people worked for Ford and General Motors in Ypsilanti. Today, only a few hundred work in the auto industry here. It's the same story in cities throughout Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. To say the least, Ypsilanti has seen better days. Tax revenues have plummeted in the past 20 years. The city mayor says he's considering combining fire and police into one. The Parks and Recreation Department has a budget of zero dollars. It's just a web page that rarely gets updated. Downtown, Auto Row is no longer. So you take east of the river on Michigan Avenue, there used to be a row of automotive dealerships there. On the uh, north side was a Pontiac dealership, which is now a Honda dealership. And then you go uh, across the other side, there was uh, Sassy Lincoln Mercury, and then there was a Chevy dealer. There was the Dodge dealer, and then there was a Oldsmobile dealer. Well, all that's left is the Honda dealer, which tells you something, right? Like many current and former auto workers I met, Bowen blames Washington for the changes around here. Another retired auto worker I met in Ypsilanti said NAFTA was the death knell of her town, and permanent trade relations with China was the final nail in the coffin. At the same time, Bowen and the others understand that NAFTA was only one factor in their town's problems. Jobs were moving away from here well before NAFTA was signed, and not just to Mexico. Technology has also made it possible for car makers to hire far fewer workers. 
Through it all, Bowen doesn't blame the Mexican workers. He says wages are too low there and the workers are being exploited. Nor does he blame the men who run the Detroit car companies for what happened here. They've made some mistakes in product choices, uh, but it's understandable how they made that. I'm not going to, that's past history. They're product of the environment. If General Motors or Ford or Chrysler makes a car that no one can afford, they'll go out of business. Detroit's big three are far stronger than just a few years ago. The bailout from American taxpayers to help get GM and Chrysler back on their feet. And most auto analysts agree Detroit is putting out a better product. That's welcome news for American auto workers who can earn bigger bonuses through profit sharing. Proponents of NAFTA also point out that American consumers can now purchase more affordable cars and have more variety to choose from. But people like Bob Bowen say laid-off auto workers in places like Ypsilanti can't afford them. It's almost like reading what happened after World War I where you've got a lost generation. You had so many people killed. Well, in this case, it's killed opportunities. Others I spoke with in Ypsilanti did express some reason for hope. When I visited four years ago, the main drag was almost entirely boarded up. Today, there are hip coffee shops, stores, and restaurants. Apartment lofts have opened above them. Some artists have moved to the area, and people from nearby Ann Arbor have come for cheaper real estate. Bob Bowen said the changes are just superficial. He says what would help more than anything is jobs. For The World, I'm Jason Margolis, Ypsilanti, Michigan.